everyone at some point in their life will face some type of doubt, whether that's, is God listening? Does God really care? Is God really here? I think those are all fair questions to ask. I'm tempted to even say, perhaps for a faith to be really, really strong, it's pushed through those questions Mm. or wrestled with those questions. Hey everyone, welcome to The Walk. This is a place where we can answer honest questions, talk about hard issues, and walk alongside one another as we explore how spirituality fits into real life. Today, we have a conversation with the one and only Hillary McClellan. Hillary has been with Mountain for the past four and a half years and is currently serving as the equipping pastor where she has made quite an impact on our church community. She holds a master's degree from Emmanuel Christian Seminary. She's a gifted communicator and preacher. She's married to Zach, who's the director of development at the Epicenter Community Center that is in partnership with Mountain. They have a daughter named Claire, who we know brings a lot of joy to their lives. Both of them share a commitment to and a passion for the local church. They're just the best people. We're so lucky to have Hillary on today as we talk about the topic of doubt and faith. It can be disorienting to experience doubt in the context of faith. Often we're not sure where to look in order to process doubt in a healthy way. And Hillary gives us a ton of great wisdom here in what is a really raw and honest conversation about what to do with our doubt. I hope you enjoy it. Hey friends, I am sitting across the table from Hillary McClellan. Hillary, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Hey Gil. It's really good to have you on. Yeah, fun. Yeah, it's great. Many of you will know Hillary's voice from, if you're part of our mountain community around here, you will know her from the many things she's involved with, specifically like interns and residents. If you've been one of those people or hosted one of them, maybe you've come across Hillary. We're grateful for her being on today and sharing a little bit with us. Thanks, Gil. Usually I get the, oh, I recognize your voice. I'm like, did I put you to sleep? I hope I did it. <laughs> it's a little somber. That's, could be a good thing. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. At least you're not yelling at people. Um, well, today, Hillary, we're talking, as you know, about a topic that is pretty tricky for a lot mm. of us. One that I think a lot of us have different stories with, the topic of doubt. People have a lot of different experiences with faith. There's a group of people that would say, like, maybe they've got some moral issues with Christianity or faith, and they maybe are walking on a path, maybe away from faith because of those things. And then I think the doubt question is a lot more of, like, some questions entered my life, and mm-hmm. I don't really know where to go for answers, or maybe yeah. I'm having a crisis of faith. I think it's a whole different section of people. Yeah, yeah. So it is a little bit. It's it's. We want to honor everyone's journey. There's people mm-hmm. on different walks um, for with sure. doubt. Yeah. Interested to know from you, like how does this word strike you when you think of doubt? Yeah. Well, I feel like doubt can be really hard. I think it's scary, especially when there's something maybe you've always held foundational or thought to be true starts to feel shaky mm-hmm. uh, when um, maybe even when people you love and admire they've let you down or portrayed you or they walk away from faith mm-hmm. or hurt you in some way that can be really scary i think it's scary when you find yourself feeling like god is absent or your prayers don't feel like they're heard or things you thought maybe were something like absolute, it's proven to mm-hmm. not be that way, or things are different than you thought they were, mm-hmm. and something you've held dear is no longer working um, the way it once was, mm-hmm. that can be really scary. And I think that that doubt can be like a daunting 
word as well. And it could feel really big, but I don't necessarily think it has to be scary. I don't think it has to be as big when faced in, you know, helpful, responsible ways. But it's a very real thing that I don't think anyone is immune from, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've talked about deconstruction already, but yeah, that in and of itself seems intimidating. Some connotations of that even feel like abandoning. Like that's the word that comes to mind. It's like, no, that's not always the mm-hmm. the point. But I don't know if I'm getting super ahead of myself. Just no, to but say what, what that, I'm like, hearing, first of all, is <laughs> like you will probably doubt at some point yeah. in your life. Yeah, I think so. And that's okay. That's okay. I think it's normal. And I think it's totally okay. I think everyone at some point in their life will face some type of of doubt, whether that's, you know, is God listening? Does God really care? Is God really here? I think those are all fair questions to ask. I'm tempted to even say, perhaps for a faith to be really, really strong, it's pushed through those questions mm. or wrestled with those questions. There is, yeah, maybe there is something to that, right? Mm. That the the process and maybe the pathway to like spiritual maturity probably mm. always runs through yeah. Some sort of at least questioning or doubting of yeah. your faith. Yeah. And then that's what faith is mm-hmm. and what hope is. I mean, and it, it, it's, yeah, spiritual maturity. It's like a journey, a lifelong journey, mm-hmm. you know, right? Uh, the moment we think we arrived, it's like, oh, are we seeing Jesus face to face? Like, that's kind of, you know what I mean? Like, when do we get <laughs> then there? Then you'll know. <laughs> then you'll know. But like nothing in life that is beautiful is not also hard. We're delusional if we think our faith journey will never have any problems Mm -hmm. or will never have any questions or challenges. And doubt is simply one way those things kind of help us mature and they help us point to like really wrestling with our faith and finding a solid foothold. Again, if we approach it in a a responsible, helpful way. That's probably comforting for a lot of us to hear i think there is a tendency to think yeah if i'm doubting or i have a certain question maybe it's about the bible or even the existence of god or something mm. like that it just we, our first instinct is to just push that out of our minds yeah or not it could talk be about it or, yeah, yeah it could feel shameful sure or embarrassing or am i am i allowed to feel that mm-hmm. like yeah 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 or if i question i'm not as good of a right Christian yeah, yeah. Or yeah. knowledgeable or whatever mm-hmm. there's all sorts of I think shame that comes with that so mm-hmm. yeah I think that's really valuable for for all of us um, interested to know from you like do you have experience with doubt and faith or maybe you have a story of a friend that you've walked through it with or something yeah, like that yeah I'll start with me and then you know talk about some of the journeys I've been on with some others mm-hmm. I think all of us, again, I think all of us have faced doubt at some point, or if we haven't yet, it's coming. <laughs> it's one of those things you That's will right. at some point. And just to share like one story, I vividly remember I was driving on 95 one day and I was by myself in the car. It was sometime before COVID. So we're talking like 2019. I don't remember where I was going. I just remember like the sky, I was heading south and the sky was really pink. It must've been at like, you know, dusk or whatnot and the sky was beautiful and I just remember the thought entering in my head the the thought that came through was is all of this even real and I was like I think underneath that thought was more of the question is my faith really worth it Mm. 
I'd grown up in church. I like knew about Jesus before I knew about all the presidents, you know, like I, (laughs) I grew up in church. Like that's just what my family did. My parents, now they did not grow up in church, either of them. They became Christians in their 20s, but raised Mm. my sister and I in the church. I have an amazing home church experience. So I've always had this idea of who God is and God was there. And that's just been a part of my story. Uh, But I do think the trauma and the grief I experienced in childhood, losing my dad really early, Mm -hmm. started that tension where, where doubt shows up in my life is often in seasons when I'm wrestling with that grief. Like, and it's not as much, I've never doubted God's existence. That's like, God is there. I, I, I believe that full heartedly. I think where I've struggled with doubt is more in the realm of, is God good? Mm-hmm. Does God really care? <laughs> yeah. Does he see my pain and what's he going to do about it? Yeah. I think that's where my doubt has shown up. And I think that's a lot of people's stories too. Like, Yeah, it's not always just like yeah. an intellectual journey. Yeah, right? it's yeah. Like God, it just doesn't feel like God's there. It doesn't feel like yeah. God's there. And like, what do I do with the suffering in the world? Or what do I do with this personal suffering I'm feeling? Like those prayers that feel like have been unanswered. And and I find that those those thoughts that enter my mind, that those doubtful ones show up in those seasons where it just feels like God is distant or my prayer life is numb or I'm just going through the motions. That's kind of been like my own personal wrestling mm-hmm. with, with that, with doubt and, you know, how I always kind of stay rooted in that is just like, all right, God, like, I'm going to need you to have my faith today. Like, sure. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know, like, I believe you're good. Help me believe it, you know, yeah, clinging to that and. I have a really fun job. I tell people all the time, I have the most fun job on our team. Like I get to hang out with <laughs> with interns and residents there in unique seasons of life, a majority of them choosing uh, to follow God's call in their life where they're like, yeah, I think God's calling me into, into pastoral ministry, like leadership of some kind, whether mm-hmm. that's with students or kids or preaching and teaching, but in, in, the, in a vocational ministry type role. And so a lot of... I've got to sit alongside of a lot of young people, you know, 20 somethings really like who are coming to ask questions for maybe the first time in your life. Again, a similar story of me growing up in the church and all of a sudden starting to feel like, oh man, is everything I thought I knew about faith or church or God, is it all true? And uh, so some of their story have been really beautiful where it's like, yeah, we got to unlearn some things together. (laughs) This picture you have, I'm like, I don't know if that's the best (laughs) thing or or relearn something Mm -hmm. like, man, maybe, you know, you're, you're really got the justice side of what God wants to do in the world. Let you know, let's work on, you know, this other, this other picture or, you know, one story in particular, this, a girl, I mean, who's become a friend, you know, she, she was resident, she's older now and years, she, you know, just years of the story God's been writing in her life. Similarly, grew up in church, grew up in a Christian family, but, you know, really came to the point of like, man, everything felt so disorienting for her and her story. And, some seasons of church hurt. She went away to college mm-hmm. and just like, what, what is, she really was, you know, deconstructing a lot of her faith. And what I admire so much in her was just her vulnerability and her openness of like, I don't have this all together. And yeah. she was really, she was raw with it and yeah. real with it and came and we yeah. worked together in her season of her, she's like, here's where I'm at. And uh-huh. I'm like, all right, we can, we can be there together. And, you know, and what she would tell you, you know, if she was here is just like, yeah, it was really messy and really hard. And if I'm 100% honest, I'm still kind of there. 
but what she's clung to and what she's committed to is like helping other people on that faith journey, mm-hmm. like wrestle with doubt too and so point cool. people to yeah. Jesus, which I think is so beautiful yeah. and redeeming because that's not always the case. And mm-hmm. so I think a lot of us are, are asking these questions. Yeah. You, you mentioned a couple of stories. What do you find that most people, like when they enter a journey with doubt, whether it's mm-hmm. you or someone else, like what do you find are often like the initial natural responses to that, the way people mm-hmm. react? Yeah. So people either try to, I think, perfect it or pretend. Mm. Kind of what I mean by that is like anytime you're faced with uncertainty, you want to perfect it, like fix it, like master it, like get all the answers. Mm. You're going to yeah. solve it. Solve it. That's mm-hmm. the word I'm looking for. Solve it. Or you're going to maybe pretend and mask and hide and not face it. And I think neither of those two things are helpful. I think we're fooling ourselves if we ever think we're going to perfect anything and get all the answers and master something. Not that it's a bad pursuit by any means, but at the same time, I think pretending and hiding is the easiest way for Satan to get a hold on you and make Mm -hmm. you feel really alone. Mm -hmm. And that goes with not just doubt. I mean, like anything we're struggling with. What he wants you to do is not tell people about it, you know, yeah. like whether that's doubt or your anger or whatever. Uh-huh. I'll just start listening to all the things that, that's my, my stuff, <laughs> that's right. my yeah, anger, yeah. my, you know. But um, when we're alone or we try to hide it or pretend it doesn't exist, that just like feeds the monster, right? Mm-hmm. Like you start to question everything. Am I the only one feeling this way? It could be really isolating and really lonely and really scary. Well, there's a sense in which if you are on a journey through doubt and you either pretend like it's not there mm-hmm. or pretend like you've solved it, like you've stopped the journey right. in some yeah. sense, right? Yeah. Like there's that kind of stops you from moving forward through it and actually truly solving is what you're saying. To yeah. A degree. Yeah. Because, and that's the thing with doubt. It's not, doubt is not the absence of faith whatsoever at all. Like faith is hanging on even when you doubt, being sure of what you hope for, assured of what you cannot see. And so even though doubt is there, it's like faith is what moves you through doubt. And for some people, I feel like maybe faith or maybe doubt are those seasons that are like, oh yeah, I'm in a season of doubt right now. I'm going to get to the other side. Maybe for some people, doubt is going to be more like a thorn in your flesh. Like Paul Mm -hmm. talks about like, yeah, I'm always going to have this uncertainty. I'm always going to wrestle with these questions but I'm going to keep persevering and keep moving forward again, because that's what faith is. It's perseverance. It's assurance you're holding on to something. So yeah, yeah you got to yeah, well, journey I think with it. I find it cool that you mentioned the apostle Paul. There's like so many witnesses, even within the biblical mm. story of people, faithful people, like people that God even walks with and mm-hmm. speaks to who have exact exactly the same kind of moments whether it's suffering or god feels far i think of mm-hmm. like jacob's story where he's yeah. wrestling with god and it's this weird story in genesis he doesn't yeah. really know who he's wrestling with all night he walks away all scarred and yeah and god tells yeah. a story through his life and his family and yeah job and other people like this the, even the bible is full of these stories it is. right and i love that you even said you said jake and what comes to my mind he's like he's wrestling and he's like i'm not gonna let go until you give me that blessing yeah, yeah. like ble- like he knows uh, he's like i'm fighting he's like essentially you, that feels like oh i'm fighting for my life like mm-hmm. i'm fighting for you know to prove who you are god to me but yeah and i the 
scripture often calls that like those wilderness moments or like Mm -hmm. names the place as like the wilderness you find yourself in. Yeah. And sometimes it's God who leads you there. Like he led Jesus by the spirit into the wilderness. And sometimes you're fleeing there or you're just, you're just going upon life and you somehow stumbled there. Like however you get into the wilderness, it's, it's a place we all sometimes end up. And the place of like, Wilderness being like maybe a metaphor, even a metaphor, for yeah, a metaphor place for of scripture maybe confusion of, or yeah, wandering, loneliness, or, wandering, doubt. You know, in the wilderness moments, like you, mm-hmm. you see, you know, the Israelites are wandering in the wilderness mm-hmm. for a really long time. You know, until God is leading to a place that they're wanting to go, and then you have, you know, Hagar runs to the wilderness. She flees from Sarah, and she's running out of fear. And then it's like God shows up, and God sees her, and she says, "That's you know, that's." This is the God who sees me. God's met me here mm-hmm. in the wilderness. The wilderness, you know, the metaphorical place that feels barren or dry. Like, where's the water here? Mm-hmm. Another story, that's what God shows up and he's like, go see that well over there. I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. There, there's some water to drink. You know, that's like, again, going back to the Israelites wondering, mm-hmm. God's saying, I know you're wandering and it's hard and it feels like I don't have a destination. Like, what's my purpose? Like, mm-hmm. why am I even here? But I'm going to give you... Some man and quail, quail every day. You're going to be okay. Like, yeah. I got you. Like, even if we're not yeah. there yet or wherever you think there needs to be. But yeah, like Job and and Joseph are two I think of as well. Just like mm-hmm. Joseph in a literal pit that his brothers <laughs> throw right. him in. Just like, where is God? You know, he's in, he, really in the wilderness, in yeah. the desert. Like, no one to help him. Sold into slavery. Mm-hmm. But chooses to still believe. That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Job again loses everything, and even though he holds on to his faith, and what again, what I love the story about Job is like, yeah, I've lost everything, not just you know my family, my wealth, my health, like everything. Mm-hmm. And then yes, he holds on to his faith, and he gets it back. You know, he, God blesses him mm-hmm. again. It's still not the same. You still grieve something. You lost mm-hmm. something before, but he still holds on to his faith, and he, he's like, no, it's not God's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, he still chooses to have faith and be obedient. And same with Joseph and same with all these other stories and, and Jesus wrestling with, you know, with Satan in the mm-hmm. wilderness. Again, it's people choose obedience and God blesses In the it. middle of it. In yeah. the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Like all of us are going to find ourselves in a wilderness-like place. Yeah. Or the psalmist would call it the good. pit, you the know, pit. like the, the pit. pit yeah. And where is the pit? The place you don't want to be. Like that's yeah. <laughs> what the pit is. It's what you do there. That's where it's like, okay, let's let's... You know, let's figure out how to get out of that place you don't want to be. Yeah. Yeah. You forget, right, how much of the Bible story takes place mm-hmm. in a desert or a yeah. wilderness season, yeah. like pages and pages and pages yeah. of God's people, yeah. years and years and years, generations of them walking through that, yeah. not really being able to see the end. And mm-hmm. that's the place where God meets them and does mm-hmm. amazing things. Does that's work. really, really good. I think helpful. All right. Maybe to get a little bit more practical, if I'm someone who is just in one of those seasons, a season Mm -hmm. of a wilderness season. Maybe I'm walking through doubt. I've got unanswered questions. How do we go about processing doubt Mm. in a healthy way? Yeah, I think, again, we've already kind of talked about this a little bit, but the first thing is acknowledging that it's okay and it's normal. Like give yourself some grace there that it's okay to feel that and the courage that it does take to name that and share that. I think is really beautiful and not to be taken lightly. You want to be real about it. Like naming something, like naming your doubt is powerful. 
anything you struggle with, like bringing into the light, acknowledging it, sharing it with a trusted friend, sharing it with God, like bringing it to the light is what loosens its grip on you. Like that's That's how, like that's, you know, scripture points to over and over again, like just bring it into the light. It like, when I feel the same with anxiety, like when I feel anxious, which happens quite Mm -hmm. often, the first thing I do is like, I tell somebody I'm feeling anxious right now. And you would be so surprised how like instant relief, like just naming it. And I think the same is true with doubt. It's going to lessen its grip and be easier to carry when you share it with God and others. Mm. So don't doubt alone would be something I would say. Satan would like nothing more than to isolate you. And so your your doubt compo- compounds on itself. You're more likely to feel shame or embarrassment or confusion, mm. even if you don't share it with anyone. And so if like the worst thing you could do is, you know, hide, mm-hmm. I'd say the second worst thing you probably <laughs> could do, which you don't want to do, is, is doubt in some type of like echo chamber with voices that are only reinforcing the hard stuff you're wrestling with. Mm. And so what the flip side would be is like doubting alongside people who are wise, mm-hmm. uh, not perfect or not have it all together because no one's like that. But I think there's safe people to invite in the journey alongside you. And it's going to take some discernment and wisdom to do just that. But just imagine how, you know, it's already can feel earth shattering or really scary to wrestle with big questions like where is God in the midst of my pain or is God even there? Like whether it is, you know, an intellectual pursuit or in response to something really hard that's personal or anywhere in between, there's people who don't necessarily have your best interest at heart mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to how you re- you wrestle with those hard things, those hard questions. And so you want to doubt alongside people who, again, who are wise, who have also been there, who maybe have come out on the other side or who have a solid foundation. Maybe they've deconstructed and rebuilt with some really solid pieces or maybe mm. they're a mentor. They're just someone who loves you and who loves God and is like, yeah, I'm a safe person to do this with. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's really easy when we're doubting, again, to look for those answers. Like, I just want to find you know, someone to affirm maybe what I'm even mm-hmm. feeling. And you can get kind of caught in like a loop or a trap and the funny thing about, you know, the way the world is right now, like our other algorithms going to feed us whatever totally, it yeah. thinks we want, you know? So if like I'm Googling or looking on Instagram or whatever, you know, the YouTube, what what's going to feed me next? And so if you, you, you should be wise and use mm-hmm. your discernment. Like, is this what I'm putting in helpful or hurtful? Like if I'm mm-hmm. watching this video or, or I'm following this person and they're just like constantly going at it and they're reaffirming my doubts mm-hmm. or maybe they're like just coming from a posture of hate or mm-hmm. or disillusionment. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Sure. But just like there's some wisdom in what we feed ourselves, especially when we're in a place of doubt. You want to be open and honest about it and you want to search for the right answers mm-hmm. and which, you know, sometimes secret is there are no right, you know, like sometimes there, <laughs> sure. that's a whole other <laughs> yeah. thought of process, but you want to do with safe people, wise mm-hmm. people again. And you don't want to feed that, that loop of harmful misinformation mm-hmm. or, um, some things, yeah, we got to unlearn and relearn, but you want to do that with wise people. Mm-hmm. 
viewer discretion advised. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like, it is. I that's think it, very abstract yeah, statement. But I think you're totally right. Yeah. I think even as I was like a young, like college student dealing with, yeah, I went into my sophomore year of college with like a bajillion different questions about faith mm-hmm. and God and the church and plenty of issues with it and all that stuff. And it was really clear, like you just said, there was people that came up in my circles, some of them who were going down the same journey who it had produced in them, I think something like cynicism or Mm -hmm. anger or something like that. There's something where it's like you've been disoriented Mm. away from an old way of thinking and now you've kind of still holding on to that with a little bit of maybe anger. But then there's other people who walk through that with something stronger and more robust and beautiful. And it's like they almost have even more wonder and imagination and yeah, stuff yeah. and yeah and i think you know it's an, it is totally a valid response when you're you're asking hard questions and it's leading to a path where it's like oh my goodness everything i thought was true is shaking mm-hmm. around me of course i'm going to feel angry or of course i'm going to feel you know whatever but it's like what do i do in those moments mm-hmm you know, go whenever there's a whole deconstruction podcast, go listen to that one, whatever it flows sure. on this thing. Cause, sure. but, but a lot of it is, it's like, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yes. It maybe there's been church hurt or hypocrisy or again, whatever it's caused the question to arise where you're like, mm, I don't like that. It's an emotional thing. It's, it's an like, emotional thing. Yeah. It's touching on, it's not just a head belief thing. Yeah. It's like, this is, what I'm going through is touching on my family, how I grew mm-hmm. up, like relationships. Someone I care are, about. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Things that are important to me. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't make any sense to not have some type of emotional response. Like, yeah. like, but it's, but it's, what do I do with all that? And mm-hmm. where do I stay grounded? And where do I, where do I see Jesus in this? Like, mm-hmm. what is Jesus trying to redeem in this? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, that's the question that'll come up. Is Jesus in this? And does he care? And yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really when we are going through hard seasons like that, when we, again, the extreme of I want to hide and tell nobody or sometimes and not just for doubting, but like for sure. anything, we're going, like any life event. I want to tell the whole world. Let me post about it on Instagram or whatever, oh, yeah. TikTok, like let me make a whole thing. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know if either of those things, let's find a middle. Like, sure. <laughs> let's, you know, like that's find somewhere that it's, it's a safe place, mm-hmm. a place that welcomes all those feelings not going to judge you for those feelings, but mm-hmm. it's going to help where those feelings lead you and what it it's going to help rebuild or help you relearn or reorient. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you don't just stay disoriented. Like mm-hmm. that's not the purpose. It's, so it's like, okay, how do I move then from Your that? Disorientation, and where yeah, has a yeah, purpose. It has a purpose. You got to reorient. And yeah. before you know it, then what, you know, the feet, the, the ground beneath you will settle a hundred percent. It's just, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, one question I had someone asked recently about doubt mm. that I thought was really, really insightful and made me think a lot. It's this question of like, how do I walk someone else through doubt? Like maybe one mm. of my friends is doubting or even like maybe I'm in a position of leadership. I don't know, yeah. in ministry or whatever. Like how do I walk someone else through it? Maybe even while I'm dealing it with it myself. It just made me think a lot. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Well, my first thought, Gillis, that's a pretty pretty hard question. <laughs> that that's a good question. Oh man, yeah, I think, mm, I think, it takes some wisdom to ask that question and to recognize that my doubt impacts other people. Like I think that's mm. 
worth acknowledging too. It reminds us again that we're not alone in it, that others are also feeling this. I think there is a difference between walking alongside one who is doubting while you're also doubting and then like being in a position of leading someone or a group of people, Mm. especially in like a ministry, perhaps context or ministry. So I'll kind of think through them those two ways. Mm. Man, I would say as you walk alongside someone who's doubting, uh, having the posture of just humility and being open and real and vulnerable is going to be really important. Mm. Like someone who is doubting their faith, whether it's, is God there? Is this all even worth it? Like whatever those questions might be, what they don't need from you is for you to manufacture some answers that you don't have or some, you know, platitudes that are all well-meaning, like you'll get through it, you know, like, no, just be real. And it's okay to acknowledge like, yeah, I don't have this figured out either, but I'm here with you in Mm -hmm. it. I think that presence matters, like Mm -hmm. just being with someone matters. It can be really, really tempting when someone's hurting, and this is, again, just with doubt, but especially with doubt, when someone's really struggling with it to feel like, oh, I'm so inadequate to even help, so I don't help at all or offer anything, Mm -hmm. but like your presence, like, I'm not going to give up on you. Like, wow, that's huge, especially someone who maybe the example of you being with them in their doubt is the means in which God's going to show his faithfulness. You know what I mean? Like faithful friends in that way. I thought of a thought and then it left my head. It happens sometimes. (laughs) That's all right. Yeah. So just be real. Like that's what I would say. Be real. Mm -hmm. Be appropriately vulnerable. You know, model what it looks like to surround yourself with safe people and to be open about, yeah, why you're in the thick of it. This is my caution, I think, especially when it comes to within in a leadership type position, Mm -hmm. whether you are leading a group or leading a ministry, pastoring in some way, is there's just kind of a little bit of a difference of how I would go about then doing that. You're never hiding. I'll say that again. Like you're not hiding or pretending by any means. But or I'll just talk from my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm struggling with something or the moments that I've wrestled with doubt, especially in the moments where I've been wrestling with like envy or discontentment or anger or grief, whatever that might be, I, in my leadership type roles, am not letting it flow there into those mm-hmm. places. I'm pushing that upwards or outwards, meaning like my supervisor. To the right people. To the right people. I'm sharing that with the right people. I'm letting the right people carry that burden with me. Mm. My spouse, my Mm. trusted friends, my mentor, like those type of people. I'm not going to unload and unpack all that Mm -hmm. people I'm leading. Even if they're walking, you know, a similar journey, I'm going to be open and, and vulnerable in the appropriate ways with that and sympathize with that and empathize with that. But it's just going to look a little bit Mm -hmm. differently. That's a good word for, yeah. I think anyone, even if you're not in a ministry or leadership position, like if you're just maybe even further along on your faith journey than someone else, in some ways, all of us are leading someone, like someone's. And what, yeah, exactly. And once I'm on the other side of it, it's like, oh yeah, now I've got the the story to kind of tell. I've got enough clarity to look back and see where God was at work. I've, Mm -hmm. I've, I've healed enough to where it's not as raw. But in those moments where it's like, man, this still really hurts or like, I just, you know, you know, I'm in it right now today. Mm -hmm. Those people don't need my, (laughs) they don't need that from me. Mm -hmm. That's not what's required in this moment. If if you're tracking with me, that kind of makes sense. We, we read this book every year with all of our interns and residents. It's by 
Helmut Thielke. He's a German mm-hmm. theologian, and it's called A Little Exercise for Young Theologians. And one of his key points is a lot along those lines that has just been really helpful in my own journey is just like, he says, don't be too big for your britches, essentially. It's kind <laughs> of, you know. I, you know, I don't, I don't read German, but I think that's what the translation <laughs> would be. To you. Um, but, translation. <laughs> but it's like it goes on to when you come to like a new discovery or something new that God's revealing to you. Again, through through life and experience, sometimes you just got to experience it before it's kind of ready to then share widely. Yeah. While you're in the thick of it, you're bringing along those safe people. You're talking to your mentor, your close friend, or again, the safe people, but you're not tweeting all about it in the middle of it. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's helpful. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's not helpful. Sometimes, yeah. And someone probably would disagree with me and that's okay. Yeah. But I... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I heard someone say recently to me, they were like, on this note, it was around the issue of like vulnerability. And mm-hmm. they were like, it's okay to... Let people know that you bleed, but it's yeah. not okay to bleed all over people. A hundred percent. Well, that's so really true. true. Well, I heard I was at a, a workshop once. I was a writing workshop with Beth Moore once, and she said something really beautifully along the line. And you, and again, like look at a woman who's mm-hmm. had a, I mean, decades of ministry experience, walked through some hard stuff. A yeah. woman in ministry, like she's got church hurt, like journey, yeah. but the journey that she's had, she's clung to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like look at her journey. But she said something really beautifully about just like authenticity and vulnerability you can still be 100 percent real like an authentic mm-hmm. but going along the same line she's like i'm not 100 percent transparent and vulnerable with everybody mm-hmm. that's not helpful i can't trust everyone not everyone has my best interest at heart mm-hmm. not everybody even knows me or sees the full picture why would i you know paint my whole <laughs> yeah, give my sure. whole self out you know so there again that's discernment that's wisdom to just yeah i'm even thinking even back to the sermon you preached back in the summer series of just like, you know, those those proverbs that remind us that like, you know, when I'm doubting, am I going to go to those people who are, oh, yeah, do you like who are not going to challenge, sure, yeah. <laughs> challenge me, my yes guy, you know, like yeah. that's another thing, too. Like when I'm struggling with something hard, like do I want to be comforted and challenged and pushed towards Jesus or do I want to just go to the people who make me feel, mm-hmm. oh, Hillary, you do you like mm-hmm. whatever you feel is good. Sure. That's like no, that's not where we want to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't need those people right now. <laughs> you want you want people who who yeah. So that's a whole mess of some thoughts that may <laughs> No, that's good. <laughs> if you're tracking no. with me, that's how my brain works. That's really but, um, good. What I'm hearing is just yeah. like yeah, find the right people to walk mm-hmm. through doubt with. Yeah. That's a really beautiful thing. Like I've got yeah. a lot of friends who we've had an ongoing conversation around faith and yeah. doubt for like eight years now. And yeah. it's like still happening. It's still yeah. going. And it's like it produces something really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think you're totally right about that. It produces perseverance, mm-hmm. connectedness, mm-hmm. trust. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. Like it makes your faith stronger. And you're, you know, you know, not to assume, but like I would imagine, you know, you're you're carrying each other, and that's what I think a beautiful thing is. And when you're doubting and you're you're doing it alongside people who are safe people, it's like you know what? I might not have the faith for this today, but I know you've got it for me, mm. and I got to rely on your faith, yeah. or you know, like or or the vice versa. Like you're really struggling. Hey, I've got enough faith for the both of us. Just mm-hmm. like know that I'm here with you. And that I think is is what. You get when you when you do that in community yeah. with safe people. A good friend, yeah, someone yeah. who shares their faith with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you maybe don't have it yourself. Yeah, that's good. 
on that note, you know, we mentioned this a couple couple times. We really want to be clear and mountains one of the, one of the cool places where we get to see this play out is it's the heart of this church and a lot mm. of church bodies too to to say like we want to be a safe place yeah, for yeah. questions and doubt and all of this stuff mm. uh, even stuff that you might feel like you might be uncomfortable asking mm. and so as we kind of close i want to just throw this question at you it's like a question of how do we create environments that are safe for doubt without maybe pushing people away or mm-hmm. pushing them outside of the space of the church or pushing their questions away? How do we create environments that are safe to process doubt? Yeah, no, that's, that's really good. Just even to reiterate, just like naming it, mm-hmm. like we're a group of people who aren't perfect and we don't have all the answers and not to be people who ever try to pretend to have all the answers. I think that is important. Just that posture of humility, like we're on this journey together and we're all, we know, we know we're seeking Jesus and we know we are, you know, God's word is our guide. And, but just reminding folks, it's okay to experience doubt. It's okay to ask questions. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be skeptical. I think, I think there's a lot of different types of people, even outside of faith, just in general, like those who are just naturally more skeptical Mm -hmm. or naturally looking for the logical, you know, answers or, Maybe they're in the posture of, mm, you got to prove to me that you're trustworthy before I trust you. Sure. And then there's more people maybe on the opposite side of that who are like, oh, I'll trust you till you prove I can't. And I'm more, it's still skeptical, but it's more framed as curiosity. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Or I'm open to being, you know, mm. to nuance or maybe even driven by emotion. Whatever the, we, wherever you're at, just mm-hmm. recognizing we're all in this together mm-hmm. and all of our we can hold each other's concerns and questions and doubts and just carry them with one another i think another thing we can do and get better at and and when i say like the, the american church the western church per se has mm-hmm. missed with in the past i think it's just even like how we go about teaching people to engage with scripture mm-hmm. like i think that's a big thing we have so much of a consumer culture. I'm just going to come to church and get whatever fills me up. And then mm-hmm. it's your job as the preacher to do that or my smart, you know, like I don't have mm-hmm. to do any work. Like I'm just coming to get what's take for me, yep. take it in. And then no wonder like crisis happens or what, whatever it might be to where that doubt enters and things mm-hmm. kind of fall apart. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta make your faith your own. Yeah. Like everyone's got to do that. You, know, you gotta make your faith your own. That's good. Figure it out. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, in some it sense, out, like, right? You if you haven't wrestled yeah. with the stuff yourself, yeah, then your faith, maybe your level of faith or doubt, is going to rise and fall based off of who's in charge. Yeah, right? maybe that's so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and again, going back to that little book I was talking about, that's one of the things he says. It's like it makes a huge difference when someone. It's one thing to to preach about doubt or to give a sermon on doubt or to give a sermon on grief or mm-hmm. loss, than to actually like go through years of doubt or lose someone you love. And then you share that message like mm-hmm. that. That's a different, you've, you've wrestled with it. You've met God there in those hard moments and you come on the other side. And I think that's, people got to do that. Like make your, make your faith your own. And one way to do that is engaging with God's word. Like mm-hmm. we talk about it, we preach from it. It's where all of our <laughs> decisions come from. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's it's God's word, like getting that in you 
all the ancient, you know, heroes of the faith we might point to. It's like, yeah, they clung to God's word when it was really hard. Mm-hmm. One being the wonderful Mother Teresa and just like her life. Like I say Mother Teresa, everyone knows who she is or maybe knows who she is. And just like this beautiful saint who's like taking care of the poor and orphans and widows and lepers and Calcutta and just like this long life, like a whole life dedicated to to service, like to loving people and some of the, I mean, she's face to face with, I think, like the worst possible human suffering, mm-hmm. right? And you think, wow, like I want to be like her. I want to have faith like that. And then you look at her like private journals and letters that were published that she probably never thought would ever be published. And she's writing like to the priest, pray for me, where mm-hmm. is Jesus? And she's asking that question. That's a doubting question. Another one of her prayers was like, please pray for me that it may please God to do this life in this darkness that my soul is feeling. Mm. Like, oh man, like I feel like sometimes that's what doubt feels like. It's like this darkness in your soul. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the agony of dissolution is so great. And at the same time, the longing for the absent one is so deep that the only prayer I can still say is, Jesus, I'm trusting you in this. And I feel like that is an example of like obedience in the midst of doubt. Like she's still mm-hmm. showing up. She's still holding on. She's persevering. She's running the race like Paul talks about. Mm-hmm. Like just run the race, like do the thing. Even though it's like, yeah, I'm facing deep despair. I'm seeing it. Like I'm seeing the faces of orphans. I'm seeing the face of those who are, who have nothing, who are in the midst of depravity. Like I'm seeing all that. Where is God in that? And, you know, she'll also say, I see the face of Jesus in everyone I help. And I think that's really beautiful and is an encouragement to me. Maybe it's an encouragement, I think, to you that the choice to obey, even when you're doubting, Mm. is a choice that honors God, I think is really important. And you see that, again, in Mm -hmm. Scripture. That's what faith is. It's holding on, helping you move forward. Like if faith, uh, it's that anchor and it's going to become stronger and the foundation is going to be stronger. When you choose to obey, even when mm-hmm. it feels hard or you feel doubt or you're questioning something, mm-hmm. it's like obedience is the path. It's faithfulness in the same direction over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Some famous theologian said that. I don't know which one, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good one Eugene I go Peterson, to. Maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. But but ultimately, yeah, there's something to say mm-hmm. about obedience in that. That's really beautiful mm-hmm. and really hard. We don't like to do that. Sure. What I find crazy about what you just said, too, is like Mother Teresa, one of the saints, Mm -hmm. literally, like while she was living her life, Mm -hmm. she wasn't a saint. She was just a person walking in the direction of God and being obedient in the middle of immense suffering. And through that became one of the great heroes of faith. So it's just I think it's cool to look back on stories like that of people that have wrestled deeply and we can we can borrow a little bit of that faith. I think that's cool. Jesus himself clung to God's word when it was really hard. You crying out the psalm. And he even said that, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Like on the cross, like he felt that, you know? And so we get scripture in us, get God's word in us is really important. And not just getting God's word in us, but like understanding how we engage with scripture. I mean, like it's God's word to us. And I think there's a episode about all about scripture. So go watch that one (laughs) or listen to that one. But it's like, it's this, like teaching people how to interact with scripture is really important. Like Mm -hmm. it's not some 
rule book. It doesn't have all the answers. It's not, sometimes people say, oh, it's, it's a love letter to, well, yeah, I can't, you know, but like it's broad and it's big and mm-hmm. it's one overarching story that God is telling that points to Jesus and redemption and hope and beauty and God's kingdom. Like, and so knowing how to engage with that, like mm-hmm. knowing that some parts are narratives, some parts are poetry, some parts are letters, some like just knowing even what a genre is and how to how to kind of interpret that or how sure. to how to read that responsibly, I think is super helpful because then you can, you know, bring your questions and not again, not everything's gonna be answered. Like all the questions we have, that's not the point mm-hmm. <laughs> to get them all answered. Right. And I but I think when you grow in faith and you engage in God's word, maybe you start af- asking different questions. Mm-hmm. And the questions that were so scary at first, maybe they're not as scary mm-hmm. anymore. Like it's, and, and Jesus takes you on a different journey and he promises he's going to meet you there. And, and even when he feels like he doesn't, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's where the obedience comes in. That's, mm-hmm. that's where faith does its job of showing up even when it's hard, even when it doesn't feel like it. Feelings, I hate to break it to you, <laughs> you know, they're not always the best. Sure what's the word, the best signposts of what's reality. Mm -hmm. And so like teaching people, like a safe environment is an environment that that -hmm. teaches people or reminds them that it's all safe and good and their questions are welcomed and and we're all on this journey together. And it's going to teach people how to engage with God's word and like light that passion to want to know Jesus. Like Mm -hmm. if if you're saying I'm doubting these things and you can say that out loud, you're already on the right path. That's good. To faith. Like you're still holding on. Like that that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be even even saying it if you if you've just given up. And so that's what I would say. Like fall in love with God's word and let that fire light in you and and, and learn to pray. Like keep praying. Like and that's something again that seems so Sunday schoolish or whatever. Yeah. But genuinely Can you pray like, your doubts? You can pray your doubts. You 100% can pray your doubts. Sometimes, Gil, my most authentic prayer, like mm-hmm. I genuinely pray this. I, I It's I, too much to admit, but uh-huh. it's like, it really is like, Jesus, I need you. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know, or mm-hmm. help me with this. You no, know, it's just sharing with Jesus the, like, the pulse of your heart. Like, I don't have this figured out. Like, mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, I'm mad at you. Like, those are my prayers. I got him angry, like, mm-hmm. but just releasing that, naming that, sharing that, living in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. It reminds me just kind of as we close, I, I'm reminded of the story of Thomas. If you remember yeah. that from the yeah. gospel story, right? He's like, everyone else has said that Jesus is risen from the grave. And Thomas is like, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Show me his wounds in his side. Once I can touch and see it, then I'll know. And mm-hmm. he's on this quest for answers. Right. And yeah. Jesus like, doesn't really give him an answer. He shows up and gives him his presence too. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm hearing a lot of your words, Hillary, as you've kind of walked us through this is Jesus is after being present with you. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's after being present with you himself yeah. and in community. And I think that's a really really beautiful thing. I appreciate you walking through yeah. this stuff with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, great guys. We know that this is a challenging topic mm-hmm. and we, there are so many more different mm-hmm. complexities and things we yeah. could talk about and add on to. If it feels a little bit open-ended, that's probably like a good thing. Doubt yeah. is a topic, right? That leads us It doesn't us in, have in to be all shiny and pretty with a bow on it mm-hmm. and rainbows and sunshine all the time. Mm-hmm. But I love that you close with that with Jesus and with Thomas. Yeah. Jesus, fully God, fully man, mm-hmm. he's had his fair share of pain. And, you know, in the moments where, when I 
you know, I'm doubting or hurting. Just even that reminder, like Jesus has been here. Mm-hmm. He's been betrayed. He's been abandoned. He's felt lonely. He's felt hurt. He was hurt, you know, like God's been there. Jesus has been there. And it's like, okay, Jesus, show up. I need you. And, and that's okay if that's all we got, if that's all we can say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, folks, wherever you're at on this journey with doubt or deconstruction or any of this stuff, our hope is that even the heart of this podcast and these sorts of conversations, this this can be a place for you to walk through any question you might have. Hillary, thank you. Yeah. It was yeah. fun. Happy to do it. I love this conversation with Hillary so much. I found myself comforted and even challenged in some real ways. We recognize that it's not possible to answer all of your questions just in one conversation. So we hope this is the beginning of a journey for you where we can continue to walk alongside you in your doubt, help you ask real questions, seek honest answers, and wrestle deeply with faith. For me, it was so comforting to hear Hillary talk about some of the saints, some of the people we look back on as the holiest people. They were often the people who wrestled most deeply and faithfully with doubt and darkness that led them to create a beautiful life. Our door is always open as you continue exploring your faith and asking questions, so feel free to reach out and connect anytime. The best way for you to do that is through the email in the show notes where you can find plenty of other great resources to get connected or ask any further questions that you might have. We'll see you next time.